Welcome to Impact Duty. I'm your host, Manisha Dadlani Kriplani, bringing you empowering stories of friends and people I admire. Their voices have given me joy and the momentum to share their stories with you. Vantika Singh is the mother of a six-year-old boy. She started her career as a print media journalist at a Delhi-based corporate magazine and later moved to Mumbai as the communications head at Deloitte Consulting. Vantika is currently based in Zurich and has recently co-founded Magic Dots Events and a food blogging page, Lona's Loving Ladle, on Instagram. Hi, Vantika. Welcome to Impact Hi, Manisha. Duty. How are you doing? Uh, thank you so much. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I've been looking forward uh, to this uh, conversation since a long time and now we are here. I've been looking forward to this conversation as well. I mean, I'm looking forward to you enlightening us on, on special needs and what it's like being a parent to a special needs child. So thank you for coming onto this platform, Vantika. How have um, you been? I've been busy, busy with uh, my son and you know how it is for a mother. We always multitask. So I'm yeah. sure. Yes. And Vantika, yeah, so I'm going to dive. Yes, sorry. No, no. Today is a quiet day and I'm all here to give whatever information I have regarding special needs uh, pertaining to my personal experience. So yeah, mm-hmm. please go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. So like you said, I'm going to dive right in. And uh, you have a son, Vantika Adve, who is on the autism spectrum. But many of us don't really understand what autism is all about. Would you like to share what your understanding of autism is, um, how the spectrum works, um, what are the symptoms, what are tr- uh, typical behavior traits of a child with special needs in, on the autism spectrum? Oh, well, uh, to be honest, if you would have asked me this question six years ago, okay. I would have not uh, been able to give you the right answer or, or any answer for that matter. But, you know, uh, it has made me aware so much as a parent what this condition means. Uh, Autism, um, a word in itself means auto, which is, um, and auto means everything that you do on your own, right? Right. And an autistic child tends to do, or wants to do everything um, um, on, on their own. They don't want to have so much of social interaction. Uh, They are quite content in their own world. And for me as a parent, that was a whole new world, a very different world and a very hard world to understand because um, the symptoms were not that clear in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It gradually, you know, became more visible and it took us one and a half to two years to get uh, the diagnosis by the hospital, the kinder, uh, the child hospital in Zurich. So right. um, um, it is a very heartbreaking um, discovery uh, when you right. see your child uh, imitating words in the beginning, your child right. responding to his or her name. And suddenly right. after a few months, the regression starts. The child starts losing words. The child does not respond to his or her name. I would say Adve and he would continue to play or continue to daydream. And Mm -hmm. it was like uh, he had a soundproof wall all around him. Mm -hmm. And uh, to break that 
wall was so tough for us, but the continuous therapies that I'll talk mm -hmm. about later has helped us mm -hmm. so much, so much mm -hmm. uh, with Atpe. Right. And the symptoms are from mild to severe, you know. Manisha, many people don't know that the spectrum is so broad. Thank you. In, yes. Yeah, yeah. So in my child, uh, it was not that visible because if you look at Adwe, he looks like a completely neurotypical kid. Uh, uh -huh. It's only it's only when he's nonverbal, he's not able to express his social interactions are quite negligible, and and he's nonverbal. He doesn't speak. Right. He imitates certain words. Um, right. He he communicates better through pictures. Right. And in, uh, he has some, what would you call um, his own kind of behavior? I would hate to call it uh, odd behavior because for him it is normal. Right. Exactly. So, so it, uh, he, he sticks out like a sore thumb um, sometimes in, uh, in, in uh, outings or when we are in public. So then exactly is the situation where people around you start noticing. And uh, these are the symptoms, you know, which makes him a little different from the others. Mm -hmm. And uh, repetitive behavior, like, you know, when he was six months old, he would continue to stim. Uh, he would flap his hands and legs because he couldn't walk. Uh, there were delays mm -hmm. in... in there were delays in his speech. Uh, cognitive uh, skills were also delayed. Like uh, right. he walked very late. Uh, right. You know, he lost his words. Uh, he had difficulty in climbing the stairs and then going down. So these were signs, but it became more and more visible with time. Right, right. And um, what took you, what was the, the turning point where you decided that you needed to actually get a proper diagnosis? What was the clue or the tip um, way back um, in the early uh, days? Yes. Uh, well, I have to tell you, this is very interesting because my husband thought I'm paranoid. Because, you know, we come from India where uh, this is the general attitude. Uh, the child will pick it up, you know, don't get too stressed about these things. Uh, some children pick it up early, some children pick it up late. If he's not talking or if other way is not walking, it'll happen. Just wait. It's a gradual right. process. So, you know, you tend right. to give benefit of doubt to those thoughts. And okay, the elders are saying that, my relatives are still saying that, my husband is saying that. Let's wait and watch. Mm -hmm. But after some time, Adwey would not respond to his name. And that was a big mm -hmm. red flag for me. Because earlier, mm -hmm. uh, when he was nine months or ten months old, I would say Adwey. And he'd just look at me and smile. Mm -hmm. so, so he completely stopped responding to his name. It was like I was not present, you know, in the house. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he didn't talk and he didn't even look at me, you know, when I called his name. So I thought something is not right. Right. Something is not right with my child. And I was so stressed about him not walking. He actually started walking mm. when he was 26 months old. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we made a trip to India so that, uh -huh. you know, India, we have big houses and gardens. So I thought, and social interaction right. is like at the peak. Right. So, uh, and, and it just happened in one month, Adve started walking there. Mm -hmm. so so you know you have to oh, be really? very patient very patient in such situations because you can't force yeah. the child right right yeah and um yeah. did you get your diagnosis over here in switzerland or in um in india 
I got it in the child's hospital. Uh, the yeah, Nth Vikrams, uh, uh, yes, uh, the Uni Spital has a division for children called the Nth Vikrams department, which means uh -huh. if there is a delay in growth or of any kind or, or a, there is a developmental delay, then there are a group of professionals, very, very experienced doctors, uh, even people who do research on autism. They have a group. Uh -huh. They are PhD holders, um, very senior people, and also some young people who have formed a team of their own in the hospital. Uh -huh. and, and then they kind of monitor the child. Uh, they have an appointment with the parent. So yes, the whole diagnosis uh, happened in Switzerland. Right. And... Um were you already clued into autism by then um, or did it come as a, an absolute surprise for you? And, and how did you manage the first, um, you know, when you first found out? Um, well, um, initially, you know, I had doubts, but I did not know what to call it. I had no clue. Right. I only saw uh -huh. delays in my child regarding to speech and, and behavior because uh, right. he was not that social. So right. I thought uh, maybe it is a delay. Some children are introverts. He'll take his time. Right. You know, he's a little mm -hmm. late. But as we put him in a daycare, you know, when he was 16 months old and not walking, I thought maybe uh -huh. he'll imitate others. The environment will change. Uh, it will be motivating for my son and he'll pick mm -hmm. up, you know, uh, some new mm -hmm. things there. And uh, maybe walking as well. But it did not happen. Mm, he did not interact that much with other kids or tried to imitate them. He was content uh -huh. with his own little playtime in one corner. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And I had observed that, uh, I think, several times. And even the, uh, the lady who ran the uh, childcare, she came and she had a talk. Is there a problem that you're not aware of? Uh, so that yeah. really, you know put questions in my mind because uh, I thought maybe she is there with my son from morning to evening observing his mm -hmm. behavior. So she's giving an input. She's an experienced lady who's uh, dealt with so many kids. So yeah. then I spoke to my husband and uh, we read about uh, the delay and autism popped up on internet, you know. Right. And uh, then uh, my husband said maybe and uh, I couldn't take it. I said, no, 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 no. I was in, I was in denial initially. Right. I was like, right. no, are you sure? Because there's nobody with autism in my family or your family. And is, is there a link to, um, is it a, a genetic or hereditary yes, thing? Is there a yes. link to, oh, really? That is the only uh, proven cause for autism oh, really? uh, right now. Uh -huh. The others uh -huh. are just conspiracy theories floating around. Like, you know, it happens because of MMR vaccination, which has been proved worldwide. It's a big hoax. And, and, and you know, oh, okay. I come from a scientific background. My, I come uh -huh. from a family of doctors. My right. father is a doctor. My uncles are doctors. So, right. um, you know, when you have a scientific mind and if a thing is not proven, the cause right. is not proven, we will not believe it. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's like you're yes. talking in the air. Please get some facts. Right. So uh, I went to the genetic department in Zurich uh, for intrusive testing because as a mother, you know, I've, that sense of guilt uh, mm -hmm. overtakes every other emotion when you find out that uh, something is going wrong. Mm -hmm. So when we were given the confirmed diagnosis uh, and Adve scored something between medium to severe, 
So they said it's more towards medium and through therapies, you should not get disheartened as a parent because uh, the spectrum is so broad. Uh, that with yes. continuous therapies, training and support, the uh, child from severe can go down to medium, from medium to mild. And if yes. you don't get thera- give therapy to the child at the right time, it may go the other way, from mild to medium mm-hmm. and from medium to severe. Right. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. And... Um, and there's just so much I want to ask you, but have you on your journey now uh, with autism made any discoveries uh, that have made managing autism easier in terms of food therapy or medication or routines or anything that you've made on your personal journey uh, as a per- parent of a child with special needs? Manisha, let me tell you, it's been a big learning experience for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't know A of autism six years ago. And now when I uh, kind of, I would recommend mothers or fathers who are going through this um, to kind of reach out to support groups, reach out to therapists uh, Uh through different channels because Switzerland, I can only talk about Switzerland because I live here and I know how the system works. That uh, there is ample support. There is no stigma in society. I mean, you don't have to feel a lot of worry or, or what will yes. people think because it is, you're far away from India, especially to right. the Indian population here. And, and even if you have your own inhibitions, just get rid of them. It takes time, uh-huh. but do that because, you know, your psyche, the environment you create in your house will affect the child. Yes, I have seen you. that. Right. I have seen that. So uh, there are a lot of support groups. Um, basically, what I know is Basel City has a lot of support for autistic kids because we ourselves made a conscious decision of taking a FIAS, which is a residential therapy for three weeks for the entire family. Wow. And okay. Yeah, not only does it give support to my uh, son, uh, uh-huh. there for three weeks where uh, there were big changes that I noticed after the three week training. It's like a boot camp for autistic kids uh-huh. where a team of very benevolent and empathetic caretakers or trainers or therapists deal with your child on daily basis, even on weekends. Uh, really? So basically, yeah, basically there is no escape because this therapy costs a lot, but the government here is so supportive that you just have to pay uh, a meager amount and the rest is uh, funded by the government because they cannot right. deny the support to anybody, any child with right. this condition. Right. And, and uh, you know, they have counseling for parents because parents go through a lot. It causes a lot of strain on the relationship. It's not just about the child but it's about uh, you functioning as a family with a healthy mind and a healthy body. So uh, a very um, experienced counselor and therapist talk, sit with you, um, try to talk you out of your difficult situation, give you one-on-one counseling um, to the father and the mother, and, and, and then you take the next step forward. So I would recommend FIAS to people who are lost right now, who don't know uh, what to do next. I think FIAS is one such option. Then, you know, there are um, um, therapy classes funded by State Zurich, 
in in right. every 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 area where you have the kinder praxis that's the right. child's clinic in every uh, neighborhood where you can right. go and uh, and this all is done through your pediatrician so he will route really? you to these clinics yes so because the doctor shares the delayed report and sends it to the unishpital that is the first step uh -huh. then the experts monitor your child on the pediatrician's recommendation and adve took almost 1.5 to 2 years to get his diagnosis Uh -huh. and then the kinderspital gives you uh, the children's hospital they give you this folder with contacts uh, of the support groups like we got yeah. to know about fias from the hospital we got to know about uh, the therapist from the hospital they have all the contacts ready for you and then uh, they write an email you fix an appointment you go uh, and meet the therapist and then the therapy starts and you don't That's have wonderful. to pay anything it's it's funded by the government so um if you have speech therapy you have uh, occupational therapy uh, you have physiotherapy if your child requires that um adve had all of these because he was not walking on time so mm -hmm. and also you have uh, play therapy you know where the child can interact with other kids right yeah right. wonderful so i do believe living over here in switzerland has given us a lot of resources uh, which might not be available to others globally uh, i'm going to take you back to food um any discoveries that you've made or you've introduced in your food routine that you've seen have benefited um or helped with uh, with maintaining autism well manisha uh, it took me some time because uh, uh, adwev was eating everything in the beginning but later mm -hmm. on i read about uh, things i uh, joined some groups uh, which were giving organic food and allergy free food and then slowly slowly i tried switching his palate from uh, eating everything to eating gluten free dairy free okay. because uh, he had struggles with sleep at night so uh, mm -hmm. when i removed dairy from uh, his diet he slept like a right. baby initially <laughs> and then okay yes it improved because uh, some people um are not uh, okay with dairy because and it will not show in the tests you know you go to a pediatrician mm. you say can you please do a food allergy test for my son because i've heard that in autism the gut is very sens sensitive to a child and it is That's really what true I've heard. it's really true because i've seen it in front okay. of my own eyes it might work for some it might not work for the others because you know exactly. but do what works if you see results stick to it so it showed me results as far as when i cut dairy uh, from cow's uh -huh. milk i i switched his milk to almond milk or or okay. or say uh, you know soya milk or or yes. any other milk than dairy and plant based actually and adve's um, mm -hmm. digestion improved uh mm -hmm. he had constipation issues uh it went away drastically he slept really? much better i would not say he's he's a perfect um sleeper when it comes to sleeping but it has improved a lot and he's stopped waking up 3 to 4 times a night and he sleeps like a baby now and he maybe he sleeps a little late and not you know as other kids do but then then mm -hmm. he sleeps i'm glad maybe he gets up I'm for glad. a minute or so and then he goes back to sleep so it's uh, diet has shown uh, results to me yes gluten free uh, also because uh, of the constipation issues 
um, mm-hmm. it came negative in uh, the food allergy test but i tried uh, anyhow taking it mm-hmm. out of his food and mm-hmm. smooth sailing i mean once in a while yes everybody goes through a tough phase uh, you know right. with the tummy but it has improved i'm glad to hear that i'm glad you shared that with us uh once again like you said every child is individual is an individual and what works for one child might not work for the other but i'm so glad you've made your own discoveries mm-hmm. and um what's been one of the biggest challenges uh that you've faced and one of the good surprises that you've had uh recently or in the near past well uh, the biggest surprise for me in the past was when uh, i was sitting with my grandmom in her room and 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 um, adve was doing his naughty stuff you know that he used to do throw water run around, uh, you know hold the bed and keep walking and 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 just you know singing a song or mumming some humming something to himself and then i uh-huh. see all of a sudden without the support of the bed he leaves the bed and he comes running to me and that was the first time i saw him walk independently and it was mm-hmm. such a big milestone and a big big relief for me to see my child do that and more than and you know he laughed and and he was squealing you know squealing is the right word he was so happy that he could do that now you know he he realized the importance of walking by himself without any support and then after that for 10 minutes um he was unstoppable he kept circling around the dining table and kept running and running and running and squealing with joy so that is something that will remain always with me you know that's the best memory mm-hmm. i have of him and um after that um when he started uh, showing signs to uh do what he wants you know like he would come and 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 he also started showing affection uh earlier he was very averse to body contact and mm-hmm. you know you know showing affection to mom and mm-hmm. and sometimes the words he calls is mama 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 <laughs> and i love it he doesn't say papa <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah that that brings uh, a lot of joy to me so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and the way he hugs uh, both of us and he shows affection and and uh, he when he's happy he'll come and make it a point that uh, he conveys it to us that he's really happy and you know manisha mm-hmm. it was like a week ago i went to um, a shop to buy something for adve's friend there was a birthday party mm-hmm. and this child never asks for anything he is just happy in his own self and he'll just fiddle around a bit and then we go home and that was the right. first time he pick, picked up olaf uh, the character from frozen and i thought maybe it's yeah. a random act you know i'll just keep it back yeah he didn't give it to me he hugged it tight and he walked with it everywhere so i tried to take it again and he said no he shook his head so you know he's uh, showing some signs of communication and he's getting into a character uh, where he he is starting to know what he wants mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's a big uh, big thing for me because then i bought him the olaf and i thought maybe he forgets you know it was momentary mm-hmm. and he just did mm-hmm. that he still keeps olaf while watching tv hugs him keeps him here so you know there's body contact with uh, let's say a a soft toy uh, you know but it's this is the beginning 
this is the beginning you know and totally. and and also i connected the dots because we went to andalusia in december for our vacation and there he danced mm. with a man dressed in the costume of olaf wow and uh, he was so happy he was just dancing for 2 minutes hugging the olaf and he was so happy so you never know you know autistic mind is so is so unique and and, and yeah. it works so diff- in a different way so you never know how these children connect the dots exactly. you know how they process the information so wow. yeah it was uh, these are the things that uh, i've seen a uh, positive changes in atway wonderful i'll take you to a big challenge though any anything that has been challenging it yeah, there are a lot of challenges manisha you, you know uh, honestly if i am frank about it there are more challenges than uh, you know a sense of achievement right now <clears throat> and i am hopefully it'll come later slowly and steadily but um, you know self harm is another topic that i wanted to talk about um autistic children and all of this happens because they cannot ex- express they cannot speak so the frustration that the child feels he has to take it out or vent it out in some way or the other and one thing is to get attention to show that i'm not okay with it they they become a little aggressive because as a parent you're not you're not able to understand them uh, adve started biting his hand in fias you'll be surprised because the training was so rigorous for him and so new that he started rebelling and biting his hand was a sign of showing i don't like it i don't want to do it leave me alone and he had 100% eye contact whenever he bit himself with the other person really yeah oh. and that was his last resort it was painful it was hard for a mother to see self injury done by a child but uh, he still does it but it has gone down it has gone down and um, sometimes uh, there are severe cases of children uh, who bang their head against the wall um adve scratches me sometimes because he's angry and he cannot process how to express his anger supporting him and keep on helping him in whatever way we could also manisha i'd like to say potty training or toilet training as you can call it uh, it happens with time uh, there is no miracle that's going to happen overnight so that is another topic that will take some time and is a struggle uh, also um, food adve is not an iffy eater he's not a picky eater but he has issues with texture he's very sensitive mm-hmm. to that so he associates finger food Uh, something that he can eat in a solid state a solid mm-hmm. form but if it's breakfast lunch or dinner it cannot be solid uh, he it's so overwhelming for him to see pieces of banana i asked uh, the fias people to keep banana pieces so you know my main struggle was with always eating so he can overcome this mm. texture issue he right. had a big tantrum for one hour just looking at those banana pieces on his plate he started pinching underneath the table the therapist to take it away you know just take it away from my uh, view i don't want to see solid pieces on my plate yes. while i'm yes. having my lunch snack time is fine but lunch time yes. i should have my uh, semi pureed food so yes. you know yes. 
eating is a problem and then uh, also weaning him off the pram, the kinder wagon, uh, the stroller. Uh, it took me eight to 10 months. It was a big struggle for me. You know, sometimes it was raining, it was snowing. I had to carry my <laughs> child on myself because you'll just sit down, throw a tantrum or scream, you know. And, and, and of course, you know, you cannot leave the child there. So, uh, and you're running short on time. So you have to lift the child and carry on with it. So it was a big struggle for me, you know, but uh, my only message to the mothers or the fathers out there, don't give up. You might feel broken today, but you have to gather yourself and start all over again because the child has no other option. You have no other option, you know, so you have to be a realist. That's the only way to move forward. Thank you for sharing that, Vantika. And you've given us many resources so far in Switzerland. Um, I'm going to ask you to highlight one that you brought my attention to, which was the sensory therapy. Uh, I think you wrote an article recently on that. And the other one that I'm going to ask you to highlight, if you can, is uh, using uh, canine dog uh, therapy in some way. Yes, you can yes. tell us a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I found out about the dog uh, foundation, which is in Alshville, uh in Basel. Um, it uh, happened so that, you know, I used to find it very, uh, I was curious, basically, to see blind people uh, in Switzerland get the support of a dog while walking or crossing the traffic lights. I would always see them with a dog. So I kind of right. tried to find out about this foundation because I had heard that in Canada, uh, there are trainers who train dogs to support autistic kids. They are service dogs right. for autistic kids. So I spoke to the uh, person who runs uh, the foundation and uh -huh. he was uh, he was very kind to give me some time and I did an, uh, a telephonic interview uh, with him because I wanted to write uh, an informative article about uh, this foundation and how it helps. And he told me that uh, the trainers came from Canada uh, they came and trained the Swiss uh, uh, staff here who work at the foundation with the dogs. Uh -huh. And they already knew how to train them for blind people, but they didn't know anything regarding uh, them being service dogs for uh, autistic people. Mm -hmm. So when they are young, these, uh, these are uh, retrievers or, okay. uh, or, or Labradors, you know. Uh -huh. I'm not too sure. I think there are Labradors and they are very sporty dogs. So the Labradors are trained and, and, and then handed over to the family. There is a service center in Mutenz, which the foundation runs, Mutenz in Basel, where uh -huh. the parents can go, get trained, uh, and then the child can also be made familiar with the dog. The dog uh -huh. can be made familiar with the family. And then okay. this is a gradual process, and then you adopt the dog. So they give out nine to ten dogs depending upon the availability and the demand. Uh, uh -huh. At least nine to ten families uh, every year, I think, they, they give in okay. the entire country. And the services okay. are available in the whole of Switzerland. Wow, wow. wonderful. And yeah, sensory yeah. therapy, you wrote a beautiful article recently about that. Thank you. Uh, well, I got to found out about this from Adwes School. Because okay. I would like to highlight Adwe School, <clears throat> that is the uh, foundation for autistic children um, in Urdu. 
in Urdorf, and it is the only school in the German part, unfortunately, which right. specializes in autistic kids. Only autistic kids go in that school. Okay. Uh, so uh, I, they give a diary, Manisha. They have a day-to-day -day diary because these uh, children right. cannot speak. They cannot verbalize what they do in school. So they right. have a day-to-day -day activity diary, what they did. So the caretakers or the teachers in their class, they write a daily uh, note of what uh -huh. Abhay does in the school, what he did, what he enjoys, what he doesn't like, you know, everything. So um, then I, and there is a picture book. There's another diary which has pictures in it uh, of his okay. activities that he does. So we get a visual feel of what, you know, how it's going on with him in the school. So I saw these large, you know, um, bubble tars with lights, okay. uh, very smooth lights. And Abbe was uh -huh. looked really fascinated with them. And then uh -huh. there were some optic fires of uh, lights, you know, uh, and, and, uh -huh. and Abbe was playing with those uh, lights. And uh, he seemed very happy. So I kind of asked the school, what, you know, what is this? And I Googled it also. What is this Schnodzellen therapy and how has it helped the kids? And then I found out that it originated in Netherlands, uh, in Holland. And, and you won't believe, um, there the kids uh, with autism, they have a Schnodzellen corner in their house so the parents make sure they get uh, optic fiber light or, or essential oils are spread in the room or a, a bubble tar a small bubble tar or a lava lamp which has stimuli you know to the senses mm -hmm. and it calms down the kids so I'm thinking of putting up a Snodzellen corner in Adve's room uh, um, soon soon it'll happen because I've seen that he's so happy and he calms down the, the distress in the child really goes down. So that right. is something I didn't know at all. And mm -hmm. it is through the school that I got to know that they have this facility and which is really Wonderful. great. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Vantika. Yeah. And Vantika, um, being a parent of a special needs child is, is a full-time job in itself. Um, it's an all-encompassing uh, role in itself. Um, but you've You've been an absolute wonder woman and you've started uh, two uh, projects of your own, uh, even with all this on your plate. Um, I believe you have Magic Dots, which is your venture. And you've recently started something that I'm absolutely in love with and follow uh, avidly. It's Lona's Loving Ladle. So would you like to tell us um, a bit more about these two projects of yours? Oh, thank you, Manisha. You've been very kind to call me a superwoman. I think we all are in whatever capacity we can be because, uh, you know, um, uh, living in the West, because I come from India, born and brought up there, and you see the luxuries of having domestic help there. And then you come here, you're all on your own. But thanks to me being independent and living far away from, you know, family and especially from relatives, which was a blessing all the way in Mumbai. And, you know, being independent and taking care of myself for the past five years, you know, and um, mm -hmm. not uh, at all complaining about it. So that helped me a bit settling here. So initially when Adwe's delay started happening and, and, and his diagnosis was confirmed, I had absolutely no time. My only focus was Adwe, morning therapy, afternoon therapy, evening therapy, you know, I had no time for myself. So uh, it's only when I sent him to a daycare with fixed timing, when he started mm -hmm. his school, 
that I thought of channelizing um, my uh, free time into something which is therapeutic for me, which <laughs> de-stresses de me, which makes me happy. Even for those two hours, I'm very happy. Right doing something and you know channelizing my energy into doing something productive positive creative and that's how right. i started um, writing articles first uh, let me take you back to the days when i had uh, okay. three hours time in my hand and then Kirtana is an amazing woman from Namaste Switzerland. She approached me because she knew my struggles with Adve. She was after my mm. life for two years to join Namaste yeah. Switzerland. And I said, no, Kirtana, I'm busy with therapies. And finally, she took me on board. I started writing articles. And you know, Manisha, it was so liberating for me because I could, uh, my first article was very emotional for all mothers on discovering the that you're pregnant and then enjoying the pregnancy months and then all of a sudden you get a shock you know that uh, everything seemed normal on the surface but there was something you know building up and then you get to know of the condition so then i started writing articles about autism about my feelings how i feel as a mother uh, and that gave me strength in a way and then from there on i progressed with more time in my hands, I went to do creative event planning, which started with my own son's uh, birthdays. And then people started noticing and they said, why don't you do some small business on the side? Why don't you help mm -hmm. others? So I started doing free of cost because I didn't want to make a business out of it. So because I loved doing it. And then after five years, I said enough. Now I think I should need to do some business, you know, because it right. is giving... Uh, me a lot of joy and the positive feedback so right. then magic what's happened I did some 12 big events and um, um, small events keep on happening here and there because of COVID lockdown now that stopped you know yeah yeah so yeah. then I said I need to do something extra because you know my husband is working from home my child is homebound uh, what do I do it's too tough mm -hmm. to you know always uh, do the same monotonous thing day in and day out, looking at your man, looking at your son. So then I said, okay, fine. If the boys are staying home, give them good food and treat myself to some good food. And then I said, I have time. And you know, um, my husband working from home, he would take my son out for walks uh, once in the morning, once in the evening uh, in the neighborhood because uh, we were all homebound. So for mm -hmm. that worked for me and I would get my quiet time. I would cook up dishes I would read up about so many recipes online and then that's yeah. how it started and I my husband was all he's a big foodie okay Manisha so yeah, he kind of I know <laughs> <laughs> he can talk about food you know he can talk about yeah, food for yeah. hours so he was so happy and the he's been most encouraging with my food blogging so he said why don't uh -huh. you do it why don't you do it you have all my support I said yes of course I know that and then I started with Luna's loving ladle and uh, I started posting pictures it started mm -hmm. gaining momentum people started liking it and I didn't even realize that you know I'll get so much of positive response from people and you know yes. more than my food it's about the photography that I do so, <laughs> yes. so I was like it's amazing <laughs> so and all our iPhone photos is just you know it, it it just happened it just happened I have no yeah, way to yeah. describe you know I always was fond of taking photos and so I started being creative with food and started taking pictures with food and now uh -huh. I have some 
uh, in these four months, last four months since I started my food blog, I have some two thousand plus followers. And yes. Uh, yes, and I hope that it uh, goes a long way because um, um, my whole heart and my whole uh, uh, energy goes into it. So good if it's working out so far. Oh, I sure hope so. Uh, I mean, I tried and tested your biryani several times over. Uh, your biryani oh. recipe that you posted. So I've done yeah. several, but the biryani comes to mind right now as one of them okay. that I have uh, tested and I have shared. So um, okay. I've actually shared that recipe with uh, a Lebanese friend of mine in Ghana. Okay. Okay. So she was, yeah, there you go. You're going global. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Most of uh, most of my dishes are Indian, though. Uh, but um, I'm trying to switch from uh, everyday food to again to gluten-free and uh -huh. plants plant-based food, uh, vegan recipe. Even Abe, um, my husband, uh, it was so shocking uh, to hear him say that you know even I want to go plant-based because he's a big meat lover. And he said, right. I want to go plant-based slowly but steadily because, you know, we are now 40 plus and, and we need to take care of our health because, uh, you right. know, we cannot uh, just be exhausted. You know, you know, it is a tough task taking care of Adve and then the work and everything else. So, yeah, it's, it's also spreading awareness about the goodness of, you know, eating less meat, eating... Uh, more raw food and how it helps you uh, um, process uh, food better and uh, live a better healthy life so yeah uh, uh, i think i'll switch soon to uh, the food wellness bit in in, in right. weeks to come wonderful Sandhika, thank you it's been such a delight speaking to you and before i say goodbye to you and before i let you go is there anything you'd like to share with us anything that i might have forgotten to ask you anything about family support uh socializing interactions anything that you want to share before i say goodbye to you uh, manisha uh, i'll just uh, make two brief points before i go yes please. one because um, i am very big on feminism but i don't believe in men bashing i believe in empowering women be it my friends be it my mother be it be it anybody i meet on the street it's it's more to do with the positive side of empowering than to you know get your vent your anger out on the other sex i don't believe in that but uh, because i'm a mother and I'm a woman, I'd like to convey this message to all the mothers who are facing the same situation or maybe uh, even worse than I am right now, that don't give up. First step to fighting this condition is acceptance. Please don't right. live in denial and deny the support to your child. You are in a stigma-free society, even if you're not. Uh, make your mind stigma-free because no one uh, around you will for you right. so help your child accept and fight second is start changing your social setup your socializing circle because others who are not facing the situation will not realize it they are not in your shoes be very very practical about it and you're not losing out on much your child is your world nothing else matters which is more important to you than your child so Connect to support groups, connect to like-minded people, connect to people who are on the same page and um, start your journey from there. And uh, it's such a beautiful platform for knowledge exchange and for, you know, blooming. Mm -hmm. 
around the adversity, you know, because you will know that you have the right support. Wonderful. That's it. Vantika, thank you very, very much. I can't tell you how Manisha, enlightening. I have, sorry, yeah. I'm interrupting you. I have to say you're one of those friends and a human being. Oh, so positive. You know, when I was down and out in my life, you know, I've had very nasty experiences with friends that I'm no longer in touch with. Uh, th there are very few. Uh, you would say that, no, I, I feel the whole world is beautiful. I know you, Manisha, you're very positive. But that posit positivity that you have, you rub it off on others and it's so good yes. it is so good so you, you are one of the people who motivated me <laughs> thank you Vantika, stay blessed my darling thank you so much for sharing so much with us um i hope this is going to be a chance for people to get impacted in any way possible with awareness with growth with joy with connectivity in any way possible but thank you Vantika, for being so ready to share with us stay blessed Always, always, Manisha. Thank you so much for giving me the platform. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Bye.